This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On the 37, Jones looking for Shepard, and he's got it inside the 20. Slips a tackle. Sterling Shepard, touchdown Giants. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, Joe O, Joe G, and Aaron Hawksworth, and we are going to line them up, looking at the NFC teams with a home game this week. Uh, We start with a riveting NFC East division game tomorrow night between the Giants and Washington football team. I just want to call them the Wooft, like (laughs) WFT. Both teams are winless right now. Um, Shocking. I know, right? Um, The teams come together licking their wounds from disappointing week one debuts. Washington lost starting QB Ryan Fitzpatrick to that hip injury. Then Washington blew a fourth quarter lead at home to the Chargers. Now on the other side, the Giants... They were just as bad, throwing up just 13 points at home to a Broncos team that was 5-11 and 11 just a year ago. So their offense really couldn't get anything going. Um, even though they had Saquon back, he didn't really do much at all. And they also have some new weapons for Daniel Jones, but still couldn't get much going. So Giants are three-and-a-half-point road dogs, um, and the total is 40-and-a-half on FanDuel. Are we down to three now? Because that's pretty big. I, I know some places. I just need to double check. That. It is three and a half on Fando. You are correct. Okay. I know okay. Some spots did have three uh, a week ago. This was five and a half. And part of it is, well, both teams look pretty bad last week. But uh, you downgrade QB to, I don't think there's that much of a difference between Fitzpatrick and Heineke. What? That's me. Tough to back the Giants the way they looked as well. This could be so gross, but awesome in the same sense because tomorrow we're going to spend like probably a ton of time breaking down every possible player prop side total every which way uh, to bet this game. If I have to roll, I'm going to roll, especially with the three and a half, I would take the Giants uh, getting the three and a half points because at least I, I do have some trust, even though. Uh, the biggest weapons on that Giants offense don't seem to be healthy right now. I see I'm talking myself out of it already. I don't, I'm just going to take the, I hate both teams. So one of them's getting three and a half. I'll, I'll give me the three and a half in the divisional matchup. I yeah, know you're more of a spread guy, but what about the total 40 and a half? That is low. And my first thought on the game is under. Like I, when I picture the game, I picture mm. 27, 20 to 17. Like that's the first thought I have yeah. 20 to 17. Here's one interesting little nugget. I mean, first of all, I think it's a coaching mismatch. I think Rivera's – Joe Judge stinks. I'm t- like, I'm tired of the Joe Judge stuff. He didn't know the rules the other I day. I know. He threw the challenge flag on, on a scoring play. I mean, what, what is he doing out there? So, But here's an interesting angle that I don't – I don't know if it's enough sample to say this matters or not. There's one team that Daniel Jones has played well against in his NFL career, the Washington football team. He's 4-0 with a 100 passer rating against Washington. 
Like, oh. and think about it, the rest of his career. Like, he, he doesn't have close to that kind of number. So he's good against one team. I think if you take out the Washington games, he might be the league's worst quarterback the last two plus years or two years or whatever, mm-hmm. right? He does play well against them. Is, is four games enough to get you to say he's got their number or is it not enough? Here's what we're I mean, that's about. a heck of a stat there, Joe G. 4-0 and o against Washington. Listen, if the Giants put up some points, we're going to be having that conversation. Is the football team's defense what it was cracked up to be, right? If I mean, Daniel Jones does that's it, That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, if they're able to put up some points, uh, we shall see. But uh, between, if I had to play the total, even though Thursday night you typically do get lower scoring games, I probably would go... I think I'd go over. I'm not sure. I'm not completely sold on this Giants defense like a lot of people are. Many view them as a top five defense. I'm not quite there. I want to see more. They, ha- they have a terrific cornerback, but uh, I want to see more out of that team. It's going to be disgusting. I'm going to have to bet this five ways to watch it. Over, How about under this on, one? Over, under on to- total turnovers in the game. If I say oh. two and a half, oh. over? Mm. Over. Danny Penny's is good for one, at least. Couple fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not dying. Penny. He's not even nickels. He's, he's Penny. <laughs> I love it. How about this stat? Giants are also eleven and one against conference opponents on the road in the past three years. So kind of liking the Giants plus three and a half. Is that where we're leaning a little bit? I mean, I am. But Hold your nose really and like take the it. three and a half. I wouldn't say <laughs> like it. <laughs> Hold your nose and take the three and a half. All right, let's move on. Um, Saints at Panthers. And I don't think a team had a more impressive performance in week one than the New Orleans Saints. They crushed the Packers 38 to three. Who saw that coming? Jameis Winston, five touchdown passes, zero interceptions. But now the Saints are dealing with a couple issues. Eight positive COVID tests. The total includes six offensive coaches, one player, and a nutritionist, um, reportedly. And on top of that, they've got injuries, including their center, Eric McCoy, dealing with a calf injury, expected to miss Sunday's game. Marcus Davenport, dealing with a pec injury, probably going to miss Sunday's game. And Marshawn Lattimore just had surgery on his thumb. He's probably going to miss the game. So the Saints did win this division last year, beat the Bucks twice last year, and, of course, lost to them in the playoffs. But, you know, this one is tough. So let's look. We've got the Saints. Ah, it just refreshed on me. So is it minus three and a half? Okay, sorry about that. I just hit it and it just went away. And then the total is 44 and a half. This was one and a half last week. And then um, people were so impressed by New Orleans. They're backing them after they blew out the Packers. And now it goes through the key number of three to three and a half on the road. I, I like how, I mean, the COVID story, that's, that's going to be big. But there's no players involved there that would have played that we know of right now. The yeah. one player was Michael Thomas. And I, I know you're not supposed to laugh, but as, when we see nutritionists, like people are making a big deal. You got to include the tr- nutritionists. Make sure you mention that the nutritionist uh, tested positive. Now, now these are, they said, Sean Payton said in the preseason that everyone was vaccinated. So they could all be back. They, they could be preparing for this game right now, if, if you think that's a big deal. The Lattimore thing is the big deal. He was as impressive as anyone on the football team in that blowout uh, over the Packers. So that's that's the big thing to me. Yeah, I just I love the way Carolina played defense last week. A young defense, basically all rookies last year, and they played really well against the Jets. 
I like, my first feeling is Carolina getting points at home. I, I know I was wrong about the Saints last week. I might just continue to be wrong about the Saints, but I, I lean Carolina early in this as, as we go through the week. I just feel like at home, Lattimore out, I think Carolina's the play. Should we look under? 44 and a half. Both defenses were terrific last yeah. week. Yeah, maybe fade Jameis and, and Darnold to not have the biggest games again. I, I, I could see that. I like that too. All right, moving on, 49ers at Eagles. The Niners look to go a perfect 2-0 and on the road to start the season, but that will mean pulling off another win, um, this time against the uh, Eagles team who won in week one. Uh, the win for the Niners hurt um, because they lost cornerback Jason Verrett um, to what could be a season-ending ACL tear. So the Niners are three-and-a-half-point road favorites, and the total in this one, 50 in the hook. I'm seeing points. I, my, my first thought was around this number. You know, I think that the, the total was lower. It's gone up, and I think that makes sense. Verrett's a big loss. I think the, the Eagles have a lot of speed at wide receiver. If they protect Jalen Hurts, I think they're going to move the ball through the air like they did a little bit on Sunday against Falcons. So I can see the Eagles scoring points. The question I have is can they stop the Niners' offense, which is I mean, so efficient, so good. I don't know if they can. They did a good job last week against Atlanta, but that's a different, you know, way different team, way different coach. I see a lot of points this game, Joe. I mean, I – I think they're I, – I could see a game that's 27-20 in the fourth quarter, that kind of game. And then it depends on that, that last score, if you get over, if you, if you cover. But um, I see a lot of points on Sunday. Yeah, but that, that still hits the under. That's how much of an adjustment that we've had. We're all sure. the way up to, to 50 and a half on the total. Uh, we'll break down some totals later on. Now, the Eagles are not the Lions, but San Francisco had eight yards per play last week. Eight <laughs> yards per play. And both of these teams in the first week were top five in explosive play rate. So uh, I, I wouldn't argue with you there. And a lot of that is probably the reason that we've seen this uh, total skyrocket so much this week. I'm on San Francisco, as I mentioned yesterday. All right. Um, how about Bengals at Bears? Joe Osborne of Odd Shark, he's going to join us next hour. And he tweeted out this stat that we found interesting. In the 10 full games that Joe Burrow has played, the Bengals are 7-2-1 against the spread with the team being an underdog in nine of those games. So they are plus three, three-point dogs in Chicago on Sunday. So what do you guys think? Um Maybe teasing up Cincy in the spot could also be a good look. I'm not sure what to do with this game. This has been bouncing around. It was three and a half down to three still at some places. Other spots are posting two and a half. A lot of Bengals support coming in so far, but that's uh, quite notable. Joe Burrow, what he's done in his very short career. All those narratives that we heard all offseason thrown completely out the window between Burrow and Chase. They look good, but it was against the Vikings. Uh, this Bears defense was horrendous on Sunday night. Now, facing a top three, top five offense, so you, you've got to take that into account. But uh, I'm not quite sure how to attack this game. I, I, I don't know. Listen, the Boo Birds are going to be out immediately for Andy Dalton. We're not going to go backwards, right? We saw Justin Fields get five snaps. On one of those five snaps, he scored a touchdown. You would, Just common sense, even if they don't plan on pulling the trigger soon, you're going to get more work out of Justin Fields, and that stadium is going to go nuts when he is on the field as everyone's wearing their one jerseys before the guy is even named a starter. So um, I don't If it's at two and a half, which is uh, where some spots have gone, I have no reason to believe that that won't continue. I would 
lean Chicago, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I don't I don't have a great strong feeling in this game. All I know is I'm getting points with the better quarterback. Whenever I have that, it gives me pause to take the other side. Like my when I first saw the game, I said that's a Bears win, right? Bears. No, get back no, to the Bears are favored. Yeah. Justin Fields is a go ahead. <laughs> I, I was, Did you I, I thought you were making an Andy play there and I was like, wait a second. No, no, no. I'm getting the Bengals are getting points, right? Bengals the better quarterback, Joe Burrow, in this game is getting points. That always mm-hmm. gives me like pause in taking the other side. So I'm I'm conflicted on, on this Wednesday. Don't revenge Did game. You- did you guys see that Jay Glazer um, was reporting that Justin Fields will take over as a starter in week four when they play the Lions? It makes sense. That's the spot, right? That's kind of what I we all thought, so. right? Yeah. We kind of had our eye on. I think we are secretly hoping we'd see him sooner. but <laughs> uh, Maybe we will. Uh, football happens. So maybe uh, the Bears are trailing by a couple of scores at home. And... This is a winnable game. This is one of the four times this year we're favored. We got to get this game. Go ahead, Justin, do it. What's the schedule? All right. It's it's Bengals and then it's what Browns? Bengals, Browns, Lions. Ooh. What if Andy wins the next two games? He, I mean, he'll be the quarterback in week four. I mean, let's just be real about it. He's not going to bench <laughs> no, two, two not, wins. No, he benched Trubisky before he lost last year. But if they so, beat the Browns with Andy Dalton, he's not playing the next game? They're not beating the Browns. Well, I'm just saying. It's <laughs> hypothetical. I love it. I love it. Titans at Seahawks. The Titans opened up as sizable dogs to the Hawks in week two. And it was pretty um, for the Titans in week one. They were uh, pretty. They were crushed, sorry, uh, by the Cardinals in week one. And now Tennessee has the tough task of bouncing back against a very good Seahawks team in Seattle, which we all know, very tough place to play. Slamming the over kind of seems like the move to me since the Titans defense looked horrible last week. Titans are five and a half road dogs and the total is 53 and the hook. 7.2 yards per play for the Seattle offense against what we thought was a pretty good Colts defense. This number has spiked two points already from minus three and a half to minus five. Look ahead was minus three and a half. I mean, everyone is down on the Titans a length five and a half against a, a team that was just in the playoffs. That might be a bit too much, bit of an overreaction there. All of a sudden, Tennessee can't score points. Russell Wilson on throws t- 10 plus yards down the field, five of seven, 159 yards, three touchdowns. Hmm. The, the, the Titans can't stop anyone. They're not stopping Russell Wilson. They could stop Kyle Murray. They're not stopping Russell Wilson. I, Seahawks, Seahawks could win this by a bunch. They could. Mm-hmm. All right, Falcons at Bucks. Um, Falcons are 11 and a half point road dogs, and the total here is 51 and a half. It's high. Ooh. How do so, the Falcons block the Bucks front? They couldn't block the Eagles. How do they block the Bucks? Like, this is just the same problem is going to keep coming up for Atlanta. They can't block, and their quarterback can't move. The Bucks defense had their issues last Thursday, but that was against Dak. And so now the Falcons, they can't move the ball. They had the second lowest yards per play against the Eagles defense. Are they really going to move the ball against this Bucks team with a mini buy? I, it's tough. It's tough. But I do think that we are going to be amazed with one of these huge underdogs. It's just a matter of which one. Don't know if it's this one or or our next game on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, let's quickly get to that before we go to break. Lions at Packers. The Lions are 11.5-point row dogs, and the total in this one, 48.5. I'm not going to be surprised the Lions are in this game. Ooh. 
I don't yeah, trust gosh. the Packers. There's there's weird vibes going on around there. Weird sure. vibes. I, I feel agree. like we've seen this before, though. I feel like lost, embarrassed, and yep. Rodgers is just going to step on through. All right, coming up next, we go off the board as Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach compares quarterbacks to dogs. What is he talking about now? We have the sound as BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook rolls on. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.